scripture reading this morning comes from Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. I invite you to go ahead and open your Bibles there. Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which, which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to be here, to witness what you're doing around the world so that you can make people a living hope. And Father, I pray that we would also be a living hope to the world around us, on the other side of the world, in Colombia, or wherever it might be, that you would have us minister to. Father, I pray that we would be that living hope that you've called us to be. So Lord, open your word to us this morning. Help us to understand it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The last few weeks we've been considering... Um, what it looks like for the grace-filled marriage, the grace-filled home. And then today, really as Paul begins his salutation, his conclusion of the letter, he focuses on two elements and two aspects of life. William Carey is known as the father of modern missions, and for 41 years he lived in India, um, working and ministering, loving the indigenous people there. He laid the foundation for something called, uh, or, or for the Bible translations into numerous different dialects of the languages there in India. Uh, he led many people to the Lord. Uh, the work that he has done as far as translation, I think it was Sanskrit was the name of the primary language that he used. It is still being used at a, as a base and as a foundation in, in, t in India today. But it was on October 2nd, 1792, that William Carey was praying about going to India. And he said this to some friends. He said, I will go down if you will hold the rope. A young man named Andrew Fuller agreed to hold the rope. Most of us don't know who Andrew Fuller was, but I'm here to tell you that God used Andrew Fuller to help William Carey complete the mission. Andrew Fuller held the rope by creating something, by co-creating something called the Baptist Missionary Society. He wrote many correspondence back and forth with William Carey and all the other missionaries that went and worked with him. He continued to raise support. He wrote many books and he wrote many articles. 
But the primary way that he held the rope was through prayer. Prayer. That's how he held the rope for William Carey and all those that went with the Baptist Missionary Society. And as Paul speaks to us today in Colossians 4, he continues, or he calls us to continue holding the rope. Paul has two commands. He says, first of all, continue steadfastly in prayer. He's calling the people there at Colossae to pray for him. And second, he says this, verse 5, walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Continue steadfastly in prayer and walk in wisdom toward outsiders. I'm going to just call this communication. Communication with God and communication with man. And we might say that prayer is asking for things. And well, that might be true, but prayer is also so much more than asking for things. It's declaring things. It is worship. It is altogether communication with God. And that's what Paul is calling us to do. And really, as we break this down, there is two ways to communicate. First, it is how to pray. And then it is what to pray. How to pray and what to pray. There's three things for how to pray. And first of all, it is to be steadfast or with steadfastness. That just means praying continually. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. What does that mean? Does that mean we're going to just continually pray and pray and pray and never stop? On the one hand, no. And on the other hand, yes. You cannot necessarily be constantly in prayer every moment of every day. But there are many moments that arise where you can be in prayer. When you wake up in the morning, be in prayer. Be in prayer for our team in Colombia. Be in prayer for teams all around the world. Be in prayer for our church, Montana Avenue Baptist Church. Be in prayer for those who are in need. Sometimes in the middle of the night, when you wake up, you're hot, uncomfortable, whatever it might be. At that moment, redeem the time and pray a prayer. At work, when there's a down moment, spend some time in prayer. It might be a one-sentence prayer. It might be very simple, but spend time in prayer. Sometimes it might mean giving up a lunch to spend half an hour in prayer with the Lord in fasting. But the point is to be steadfast. Be steadfast in your prayer. Pray without ceasing. The next one is watchful. Watchful. What does it mean to be watchful? Well, the New American Standard translates it as keeping alert. It carries with it the idea of a man who's in the military, who is on sensory duty, and he is watching, guarding the rest of his unit. This is the, uh, this is the physical picture that Paul now wants to translate into a spiritual picture from a spiritual watch or from a physical watchman to a spiritual watchman. And we see this all throughout the New Testament and while it's translated in many ways, it carries with it the idea of always being ready. Always being ready in prayer. 
And I'll just say this, uh, the, uh, verses 2 through 6, it is in re- the context of evangelism. And, and so when we talk about watching and being ready, it's the idea of being ready for the sake of proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. Here's a couple of examples of how uh, the, the New Testament uses that word watchful. Here, uh, in Matthew 24:42, Jesus said, Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. That's, of course, the context of the returning of the Lord. In Mark 14, uh, verses 34 and then verses 37 and 8, he uses the term three times, and he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And Jesus went off to go and pray. And he came back to the sound of snoring. In verse 37, And he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit, is, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. 1 Thessalonians 5, 6. Context is in the day of the Lord. Then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and sober. Keep awake. That's the same word that he uses. The idea of a watchman continuing steadfast in prayer, watching and looking for those opportunities. The best way to stay alert when the enemy is near is to be fervent in prayer. This week, make it your desire. Make it your ambition. Make it your goal. Make it your aim to be steadfast in prayer, watching for those moments. Watching for what the Lord is going to do and then acting upon those moments. Be on alert. Be vigilant in prayer. The third way to pray is with thankfulness. Thankfulness. And isn't it true that we see our thankfulness come out when we're praying for other people? Lord, save this person. But in response, isn't it true that we also say, Lord, thank you for saving me. This is who I was, and this is what you saved me out of, and I'm still in the process of growing, but Lord, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. There's a tone of thankfulness when we pray for others. Well, what do we pray for? The first thing, it says in verse 3, at the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the Word. The first thing we pray for is for a door. When there's a wall, pray for a door. When the door is locked, Pray for the hinges to be broken so that the door will be opened so that the gospel can move through and so that people like Monica or, or Michael. Michael was, uh, he was like 6'4", right? And every time I called him, I said, hey, Michael, I thought of Michael Jordan. And I don't know if he looked like Michael Jordan or not, but uh, that's what I thought of every time I spoke to him. Pray for those open doors. So that Marissa, so that Peter, so that Jamie, so that Heidi, they can walk through. 
and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and have many more testimonies to bring back to us the next time that she returns. I think it's fitting that we should be in this passage praying for open doors on the day that Marissa is here. It's funny, I almost was, was annoyed with kind of how some things worked when it was Father's Day, and I had this perfect Father's Day passage, and I, I missed it by one week because we had a different missionary that was not here. And, and, and you know what? This was the Spirit's leading. This is the Spirit's exercising that we would pray for open doors for Marissa and for Peter, uh, for the Mulsies, for the Sukos, uh, for the Pettits. Um, let's see, I'm forgetting somebody. I'm The Browns, the Browns in Spain. You went there also. And we want to continue to pray for, for Dave Lunsford as he continues to plant churches and work with those planting churches here in the area. But let's not just pray for our missionaries. Let's pray for us here at Montana Avenue Baptist Church. And and this last week, I've told you guys, I was up at Camp Pinewood, and, and every morning all of the counselors would gather together, and we'd talk about the day before and things that were happening, and we'd get together and we'd pray for various people in the camp, various kids, and, and there was, I think it was Thursday morning, uh, Tony came in, and he was just really excited, and we went around the room, and everybody shared what was going on, and, and Tony just said, one of my kids came up to me, and and we, we started talking about spiritual things. And this was a different conversation. And, and so I asked him, do you want to give your life to the Lord? Yeah, yeah. And together, Tony and this boy prayed. And together they walked through that open door. I, I, I want to ask you guys, keep praying for open doors at Camp Pinewood as we have middle school camp and then high school camp and then family camp. Uh, we have a special needs camp. We have a, a foster camp. And, and you know what? It's going to continue on, Lord willing. <laughs> Pray for these open doors. Pray for them to stay open so that the gospel can be presented and proclaimed. And we say, well, wait a minute. What, what's the success rate? Well, the success rate is proclaiming the word. Seeing the Lord work through that, that's his business. But pray for the open door. Pray for that door to stay open. I'll tell you what, I did not know if that door was going to stay open uh, this summer with, with all the, the different things and the responses to COVID-19. I did not know. But the Lord has kept the door open. Pray that that door will stay open and that he'll continue to raise up faithful men and women who will go and be counselors, who will go and be speakers, so that we can proclaim the word of the Lord, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, so that we can be a living hope. in prayer pray for open doors the second oh and that was the, the first part of that evangelism pray for wisdom pray for wisdom sometimes the Lord opens doors we didn't even realize it was open you ever look back on a conversation and say "Ooh, I missed an opportunity pray for wisdom that you will have the right knowledge of how to move forward when that door is opened. Second, pray for a clear message. And that's exactly what he prays for, although he calls the people of Colossae to pray for. Pray, verse 4, that I may make it clear 
which is how I ought to speak. Pray that I'll make it clear how I ought to speak. The message falls flat if it is not clear. I remember a, a, a preaching a professor of mine said, if it's misty in your mind, it'll be foggy in theirs. Pray for a clear message as Peter proclaims the Word of God week in and week out. Pray for clarity as Marissa and Heidi and Jamie walk through the story of hope. Did, did you mention this, the story of hope? Uh, I want each of you guys to know uh, and to have this resource available to you. Uh, I've got, I don't know, probably a dozen of these stories of hope. And what it is, it, it's 40 different Bible events, 20 in the Old Testament, 20 in the New Testament, and it proclaims why Jesus needed to come, and then it proclaims the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and it really walks from Genesis through Revelation in 40 different events that happened in the Bible. It is a great way to give the gospel to people. And uh, if, if you're interested in this, I would love to give you this resource. Just come and grab me afterwards, or I can give you this one. This is what Marissa uses. How, how many times a week do you use something like this, Marissa? Every day of the week. Yeah, and you know what? This is a clear message. Pray that the gospel will be clear when you proclaim that message of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, the, the second part of what I wanted to get to was verse 5, walking in wisdom, which would be communicating with man. And I, I, I see that our time is, is up. Um, but let me just say this. At Montana Avenue Baptist Church, let's look for those open doors so that we can effectively communicate the Word of God to those around us, to those in the neighborhood right over here, to those in the neighborhoods that you live in. Look for those open doors. Pray, pray for wisdom to recognize those open doors and pray for the courage to walk through those open doors. But also that you can effectively communicate to them and to redeem the time to walk in wisdom toward outsiders. And that's what we're going to look at next week as we come back together and as we finish up the book of Colossians. One of the things that I've been praying for um, since 2019 is that the Lord will use Montana Avenue Baptist Church to call 20 people to the Lord. Uh, that was my prayer in 2019. Lord, save 20 people through the work at Montana Avenue Baptist Church. Now, to my knowledge, um, that's, that, that didn't happen in 2019. But I was encouraged to double down on that in 2020. I think it was kind of the idea of 2020 and then 2020 and 20. And I'd love to see that continue. And, and you know what? I, was, I even wrestled in my own heart of whether to talk about this or not. Uh, I want you to join me in prayer that the Lord will use Montana Avenue Baptist Church to call 20 people to himself this year. 20 people to himself this year. That means we go to the Lord when we're praying uh, in, in the morning, pray that the Lord will save 20 people through Montana Avenue Baptist Church. Pray that the Lord uh, would, would do something marvelous right here in our neighborhood 
in your neighborhood, wherever you might be. I'm calling you to spend time regularly. Every time that you pray at a meal, every time that you uh, go to bed, every time you open your Bible, when you show up to work or maybe when you're driving in your car, turn the radio off for one minute. Pray that the Lord will save 20 people right here at Montana Avenue Baptist Church. And, and, and you know what? The funny thing is we may not even see the fruit of that. Okay, we have Awana. A lot of people come to Awana, and then sometimes they go to other churches. You know what? Pray that the Lord will bring in the harvest. And whether they stay here or not, that's not our business. But pray that the Lord will use us to walk through, to proclaim effective messages through open doors. Let's pray that the Lord We'll do something marvelous in 2020 at Montana Avenue Baptist Church. Let's pray. Father, I'm so grateful for Marissa and for the open doors that, that, that you have created. And thank you for her courage and for her faithfulness to walk through those open doors. Thank you for Heidi and for Jamie and for Peter. And Lord, I pray that you will continue to raise up more missionaries to go in and to bring in the harvest. But Lord, we also pray for the harvest that is here, these ripe fields ready to be picked. Lord, give us the wisdom to know how to talk to somebody. Give us the courage to talk to somebody, to redeem each moment in time for your sake and for your glory and for your <laughs> through your power. And Father, I pray that in the year 2020, you would call 20 people from around our neighborhoods and surrounding farms or wherever it might be, 20 people called into your kingdom through directly through the work that we do right here at Montana Avenue Baptist Church. Lord, will you surprise us? Will you bless us with the way that you're going to save people? Lord, that was Paul's prayer, and that's our prayer today. So Lord, please accomplish your will and use us to see your will be done. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.